What is the role of passion in shaping the choice of topics, research and methods? About this and many other important topics is this conversation with Arturo Arregada in this new episode of El Café Latinx. What is the experience of being a Latinx or Latin American scholar in the field of communication and media studies? What are the main challenges and opportunities that come with our identities? These are the issues that we'll talk about in El Café Latinx, where some of the leading voices in the field will share their professional experiences. Hola, my name is Pablo Wojcowski. I teach at Northwestern University, where I hold the Hamid bin Khalif Al Thani Chair in Communication. Together with Mora Matassi, doctoral student at Northwestern and executive producer of this podcast, we invite you to discover the journeys of scholars who are at the cutting edge of creating knowledge about Latinx or Latin American communities across the Americas. These are our stories. Esas son nuestras historias. Estas son nuestras historias. Welcome to this new episode of El Café Latinx. I am thrilled to have with us today my friend Arturo Arregada. Arturo is an Associate Professor of Communication at the Universidad Adolfo Ibáñez in Santiago de Chile, where he conducts research at the intersection of media, technology, and society. His areas of interest include digital labor, influencers and creator economy, algorithms and quantification, and political communication. His work has been published in some of the leading journals of the field, including Journal of Communication, Social Media Society, Communication, Culture and Critique, and the Journal of Cultural Economy. Arturo is also the director of Cultura Social Media, an independent research lab based at Universidad Adolfo Ibáñez that advances public understanding of the implications of digital communication in social, political and economic life. He is also the principal investigator for the Fair Work Project, which is based at the Oxford Internet Institute. He is the PI for Chile. This is a project that explores labor conditions of gig workers. Arturo completed bachelor degrees two, not just one, uh, at Universidad Diego Portales in Chile, uh, one in communication there in sociology, then an MS in media communication at the London School of Economics of and political science, and a PhD in sociology at the LSC as well. Arturo, welcome to El Café Latinx. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you for, for your words. You're very welcome. So my friend, how did it all begin for you? That is, how was the start of the journey that led you to become a professor? Wow, it's... Uh, let me try this. I uh, started studying uh, law. My, my family wanted I, I uh, uh, become a lawyer, but that wasn't my plan. So after two uh, years attending some of the lectures, uh, I decided to escape and, and, and I moved quickly. Uh, towards the uh, communications faculty at Diego Portales University. Uh, when I arrived there, uh, uh, I started reading the work of Erwin Goffman and, and, and I was impressed by his uh, findings and the way he described people's interaction. 
uh, I was always more interested in communication rather than uh, being a journalist or trying to uh, produce information no? uh, or to create content. Uh, so when I was uh, in my second year of communications, uh, I decided that the university started uh, or created the, the sociology program. So I started taking uh, taking some courses, attending some courses from, from that school, uh, especially uh, sociological theory, uh, uh, social methods. And then uh, I was very inspired by, by uh, a couple of academics that did uh, their PhDs uh, abroad. Uh, one, one of them was uh, Eduardo Lorenz, a sociologist who, who studied in, in Germany. Uh, and, and another one was Patricio Navia, a political scientist who did his PhD at NYU. Uh, and, and when I started working with them as a research assistant, I decided to, oh, this, is, this is the best work in the world. I mean, uh, I was more oriented towards research. I really loved the, the, this idea of trying to understand people's behaviors and, and observing them and become part of their lives instead of um, um, trying to work in a, in a, in a company or, or doing consultancy. Uh, so that was the beginning. Uh, Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And, and then how did you make the decision to go abroad and, and why the LSE? Oh, it's, you know what? I, 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 I wasn't very conscious at that time. I mean, I was obsessed with the idea of going abroad and study uh, in another country. Uh, at the beginning, I started looking at the States. Uh, Obviously, as, as mo most of the people that are looking for some area, I, I would like to live in New York or going to, to Chicago. Uh, but then I realized uh, it was very demanding to, to prepare the, 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 to the application. No? Considering my English wasn't very good at that time, still but at that time it was very bad and um, and i i met some people that were studying at, at the lse uh, and and I, i've never been in europe by that time uh, so when i decided to go there was because i met these people some some uh, schoolmates that were uh, older than me and they were finishing their uh, masters and PhDs. Most of them were sociologists. So I started to contact, uh, contact them uh, uh, and, and have lunch with them, asking about the experience. Uh, and I, I, you know what? I was, I was pretty obsessed with this kind of life, you know, like, uh, you, you, you have time to think, to learn, 
to to read uh, which is not true but but that's the idea no i mean uh, you can imagine things you can listen to other people uh, uh, people can think that i that i love to speak a lot but not i i love to listen to people and and try to understand the 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 reasons and the arguments why they do something no um, and and try to observe their activities so after talking to that people i decided going to london without being in london before <laughs> so uh, i applied to some scholarships uh, that was the reason i i i canceled the idea of uh, uh, applying to the U.S. universities because I was working uh, by that time to, to have a, an attractive CV to get a scholarship. So uh, I wasn't so, I, I didn't have so much time to work, finishing my sociology degree and also studying English and preparing the GRE. I was very, you know what? I didn't have so much information. I was very, uh, obsessed with the idea of studying abroad. Uh, and I still, sometimes I ask to myself, why I, did I take that decision? Or, or because I was always trying to reach to the next stage. And, and it wasn't, including during the first years of my PhD, then I realized, hey, wait, wait, you're doing this. You can stop like, uh, working on trying to uh, achieve something and learn things and, and give you the time to to uh, become a sociologist in some way. No? Very interesting. So you get to London, um, a city you hadn't been uh, you hadn't visited before. Um, yes. You start at the LSE. How was your experience as an international student uh, and, you know, one of the best social science units in the world? It was very stressful at the beginning because uh, I, was, I was older compared to my classmates. Uh, the majority of them were in the mid-20s. With, with working experience. And in my case, I was the opposite. I, I, I was like 28, uh, yeah, 27, 28. But I was research assistant in lots of projects. I was publishing articles. I was really convinced to, to, to become an, a, a scholar, you know, an academic. So uh, it was a stressful in a sense that uh, I didn't understand properly the, 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 the English, no? Uh, I was struggling communicating myself in front of other people. Uh, but also it was kind of boring in some way because I had to learn abilities that being a, a, a Latin American uh, a student, uh, wasn't very attractive. I mean, writing essays in English, for instance, or trying to understand books in English I uh, read in Spanish, uh, uh, making sense 
in new ways of those. Uh, I am not trying to say that I was uh, very advanced in the academic career, no, not at all, but, but I decided to, to, to study a master after studying communications and sociology and doing research. So it wasn't very um, attractive in some ways because it was the same all the time. I, for example, I read Goffman, Meade, and that kind of authors in, in, during my undergraduate. Um, and then I started reading the work of other people quoting Meade, quoting, and it was like the same conversation. Uh, so for that reason, I moved to sociology and I did the PhD uh, in sociology uh, because I was kind of bored about uh, thinking in terms of content analysis. I did content analysis for my dissertation, for a, a couple of articles. I was uh, uh, using surveys to understand people's relation with social media and political participation. So it wasn't very, I don't know, uh, stimulating uh, from that point of view. Uh, and, and, I, and I decided moving towards the sociology department. And, and so was it very different, your experience in the social department? In the sociology department, definitely. Definitely, because, because, because I was like seteado. Uh, uh, my, my, my brain was framed coming from communications as a discipline uh, in terms of methods, in terms of topics. Uh, and, and, and by that time, I was working with Patricio Nadia, who's a political scientist. So my questions related to media consumption patterns or political participation and media consumption were all related to how frequently uh, do you use media uh, or, or uh, your media consumption patterns, uh, content analysis, uses of surveys. And when I arrived to the sociology department, the first thing was, uh, I, I clearly remember I, I knocked the, the, the door's office of, of the director of the program at that time, Don Slater. Mm -hmm. He wrote a very important book about the internet mm -hmm. with Daniel Miller, an anthropologist based at uh, UCL. Uh, and, and I remember it was the, the week after uh, the Obama uh, election, the, the first one. You know? um, so I asked him, hey, I would like to study here uh, because I, I, I knew you were um, supervising thesis from Chilean sociologists, and you know something about Chile. Uh, and I would like to study people, people's social media use. Uh, and, and he was like, he was obsessed with the Obama campaign. And he was very surprised about the results. And he said, of course, come here, but forget about surveys, forget about uh, the political science framework and communications. He said, uh, for that reason, I, I, I love sociology and anthropology because uh, communications are always oriented towards uh, what people do with media, 
without asking uh, what's media for the people and 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 all that kind of question and it was like okay this this guy is interesting it's <laughs> he's 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 giving me resources to think like out of the box in some ways no um so i started working with him and immediately it was a different trip no uh, i started reading anthropology uh, i started reading ethnographies uh, I never been related with ethnography as a as a research tool, no, as a method. Uh, I started uh, reading sociology. I mean, Bourdieu, uh, I don't know, Richard Sennett's work, um, well, Goffman as well, uh, different people, and 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 dealing with this critical point of perspective around technologies in some ways, but also very centered on what, I mean, on humans, no? Not, mm -hmm. not, not determined by the technology itself, which was a, a, well, this idea of technological determinism, no? But, uh, and also Don Slater guided me in a way like, what do you want to do? I mean, forget about your, your past, forget about your, what's the, the real question you would like to explore for four years? And I said, you know what? I'm tired of studying politics and media consumption, etc. I'm very interested in, in, in a group of people that create uh, blogs about uh, music and, and these people that are living in Santiago or in Valparaíso, but it's the same, I mean, it's people that you can see in London as well, or in New York. So I'm very interested in the way these people create their social worlds through technology. Uh, and he was, of course, let's do it. Uh, you can read uh, the literature on cultural intermediaries, uh, taste classifications, uh, uh, ethnographies of technologies and technological uses, and, and and, and I was really, really scared because it, that decision involved like um, a kind of rebirth. I was very like um, recognized by my colleagues at that time because I was started, I started teaching at Diego Portales School at that time. So I was very recognized as, 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 a, as a potential scholar who was studying political communication. And then I, when, when they asked me, what are you doing? No, I'm studying these music bloggers. And I go, what, what's that? So I decided like stop talking to people from that field and started talking with sociologists uh, that I felt they were in some ways more open to that kind of, uh, honestly, I was really scared. Like the uh, uh, spending four years of my life studying a group of people that was not very important. It's not politics. No, it's not like politics. It's not like I don't know public sphere. It's another kind of. It's it's people that are making culture in other ways. No, creating culture in other ways. That's fascinating. You follow your passion. Then you follow your heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. um. You returned to Chile after your PhD. Did you spend any time after your PhD in London or you went 
uh, directly back to Santiago? No, because I was very lucky uh, because I, I received lots of support by Diego University. And when I uh, started my postgraduate studies at the LSE, uh, the, the university in Chile uh, kept my position. So, so after finishing my studies, immediately I came back to, to the faculty. Um, to 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 yeah to teach and to do research, so uh, I I I never experienced the the stress of find, finding a job, of uh, sending applications. No, and, and 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 at that time, academia in in Chile wasn't very very competitive like now. I mean, uh, uh, not so many people at that time were studying abroad uh, or were doing PhDs, and there were some spaces. Uh, now it's more it's more difficult to to find a job, a permanent job. Uh, so, okay. So, so then you went back to Diego Portales, or you went back to Adolfo Ibanez? To which no, I went back to Diego Portales. Yeah. Okay. And then there I started working, I have to mention him, I started working with Sebastián Valenzuela. Mm -hmm. we, we met by that time. Uh, he's a, he's a, 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 a great scholar, a bright scholar. He's brilliant. And, and, and I started working with him. And, and, but I was in the, in the middle of this decision, you know? like I, I, I wanted to move towards sociology, towards some kind of cultural studies, um, uh, but we did some, I learned a lot from him writing articles and I wasn't, you know what, at that time, I wasn't taking my, my, my job, it's, it's weird to say this, but very seriously in terms of, it was, a, it's, it was like a game. I mean, I was playing a game with different people, learning new things, but without being very focused about a career or a research agenda. Um, and, and when I started, when, when I finished my PhD and I realized that I, that I, wrote a thesis about cultural intermediaries and, and music bloggers and, and technological uses and the internet in Chile, uh, I was like, okay, uh, I, I, would, I, I, I have to follow that path con considering that before I've been studying how people use social media to participate in politics, to protest, etc. Okay, and when did you move to Adolfo Ibanez? The position that in, you have currently. In 2016. That was a fairly new department, correct? Yes, yes. What was the process of essentially building a communication department? Wow, that's, that's, that's a key question. Um, I moved for, for that reason. Uh, I was very... Um, excited about the idea of building a, 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 
a communication department, having that experience in, in, in London, no? uh, being part of a communication department. In Chile, I don't know if in, well, in Argentina as well, and, and in different parts of in South America, communications departments are very uh, dependent on journalism departments. So uh, if you want to study communications, you study communications to become a journalist. Uh, and that's, and, and, and honestly, I didn't like that because it wasn't my experience. I mean, when I studied journalism, I hate the idea of uh, becoming a journalist uh, because I love communications. I, I, would, I love the way people communicate to each other instead of uh, giving people information no? <laughs> uh, as a journalist. So when I moved to Adolfo Ibanez, uh, I, I had to deal with that tension again. Uh, but I knew that the, the, the project uh, was to uh, convert the, 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 the faculty in a communications faculty. So we started like, um, it was interesting because I started bringing my own themes or research topics. I started inviting my colleagues to give talks, to participate like, uh, I was opening a space, like come here, we have a space here to, to discuss about issues that are very important for journalists, but uh, it's not uh, making journalism, no? It's not being a journalist. Um, so immediately we started like hiring people uh, and it was a good opportunity to uh, uh, contact people that were finishing their PhDs, that were from different universities abroad, studying topics related with the future of communication, so with the actual state of communication, instead of uh, topics related to uh, the state of the news media or, or, or the communication system in the country. Um, and then, like two or three years ago, uh, the, the dean changed in the faculty. Uh, there was a new dean uh, who is a sociologist and, and who has lots of experience doing research in communications, but also in public opinion. Uh, and she directed, uh, uh, her name is Magdalena Brown. And, and to, to me, it was a bless. I mean, I felt, I felt blessed with her, her arrival because um, uh, we, we, we have the opportunity to continue uh, uh, building this department, including journalism, of course, as an important, but, but considering journalists as an activity that depends on communication, no? And, uh, and, and it's been amazing to, to uh, we have now four, five full-time researchers uh, uh, doing research on topics of, I don't know, political participation uh, and the role of communications in those processes. Uh, another colleague uh, is studying uh, artificial intelligence and the way we communicate with robots. Um, another colleague is studying 
uh, public opinion, uh, migrants' representations uh, in the media, um, social media uses as well, um, uh, digital citizenship, etc. So I feel part now of a of a um, of a of a community where you can share with people and where you can have. Uh, a conversation about journalism about, and about communication uh, with, with more context, no? Not only focusing the newspaper or the TV or the future of television, uh, the environment as, as, you, as you know and as you mentioned in your different publications is changing so fast, the, the media environment that uh, I think we, we can shed some light to journalists to, to see the, 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 the processes behind news consumption and, and information consumption patterns, you know? uh, how people deal with that kind of content, et cetera. Okay, very interesting. So, so Diego Portales, Adolfo Ibáñez, and then you have Católica, you have Universidad de Chile, you have Católica en Valparaíso, Católica en Santiago, Católica en Valparaíso. It seems to me that within South America, Chile has a very, very robust ecosystem of communication research that is both of local importance, but also globally connected. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. How, how has that happened? What have you done differently than other countries in the region haven't? Well, there are lots of factors that, that uh, uh, affect that. The first one is, is historical. I mean, sociology schools were um, closed during Pinochet dictatorship. Uh, that means there were no uh, sociologists and communication was part of the sociology programs, no? Uh, and journalism schools were oriented towards uh, 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 form journalists. So, um, and also uh, there were a huge investment from uh, the state in terms of giving scholarships to people that are interested in pursuing an academic career and to study abroad. And, and, and we were very lucky as a country to receive funding from Fulbright, from the British Council, and from, from, from the state as well to, to do um, PhDs and to specialize in communication. So for that reason, there's a, a, a a whole generation or, or, or a group of people with similar ages and uh, with similar uh, careers that are now at, in the universities you mentioned before. No? Uh, some of them were journalists and decided to study a PhD. Some of them uh, are sociologists um, and we are all in the same trip. No? Um, and we are, it's, it's, and it happens at the same time in, in sociology as well. I mean, I can see, I'm moving, I move, I'm always moving between both uh, uh, worlds, you know? uh, and I see the same in the uh, sociology uh, scholars, 
they are building the field. Uh, and, and the connections are the, are the result of these opportunities, you know, to, to, to connect with other people. And I think we are, in some ways, we are, I don't know how to put this, but uh, it's, it's serious people. I mean, it's very professional. Uh, and we are, all of us, we are trying to uh, being, I mean, to, to reward or to give some kind of retribution to this field that it's all the time building again and again and again. No? I think that the challenge for us is trying to, we are all affected by our experiences abroad. Uh, and, and we are all well connected, fortunately, in those ways and in those contexts. Uh, with, uh, with scholars internationally, uh, etc. But I think the challenge now it's like try to to uh, have some roots in 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 our continent, you no, know, and connect. I mean the thing you're doing now, you no, know, uh, uh, trying to connect people in Latin America and trying to trying to be in the same page with people in the States, in the UK, uh, in, in, in other parts of Europe, uh, but bringing our own uh, case studies and, and try to do that comparative um, uh, approach and analysis that, that will enrich the discipline, no? Uh, when we all need to validate our work in front of the more uh, uh, consolidated people, no? the people that achieve uh, positions in the field. But after that, I think we have the opportunity to, to, to do that based on, I mean, finding our own um, voice. No? Mm -hmm. For me, it's difficult sometimes doing research based on on concepts that are so attached to one culture or, or one type of industry. You know? uh, I am not saying that some the communications phenomena are not global, but uh, we need to put the attention as well in the, uh, the specificities of, 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 of our culture in the end. Mm. Very interesting. Now, let me push you one step further. Uh -huh. In addition to local specificity, would you say that there is something like a Chilean school or a Chilean approach that is, that in addition to the object of study, you think there is local specificity in the way of studying that, something that is at once cosmopolitan because it connects to the global dialogues, but at once local and unique about the community that you know people like you, Teresa, Sebastian, Claudia, Ingrid, and several others have been building over the years. Yeah, that well, that's that's a, 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 a that's a very interesting question because. Uh, 
I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I am not sure if if there is a, a Chilean school of communication. I mean, yes, in some ways, because I, I think my colleagues, some, all of them are 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 studying like very interesting issues and in original ways related to communication, no? Uh, but at the same time, I think there's a lack of uh, theoretical uh, proposal, no? Uh, um, and, 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 and it's weird because I think there's no, uh, in some ways, maybe we are the an, a new generation that hasn't have clear um, examples or, or uh, uh, leaders in the field locally to follow, and 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 uh, uh, I don't know, Jesus Martin Barbero or mm -hmm. or. Uh, uh, I don't know, Carlos Escolari or Manuel Castells, etc. They're not Chileans. I mean, it's it's. Garcia uh, Canclini, Eliseo Verón. Garcia Canclini, yeah. of course. I mean, there are Latin Americans, uh, but uh, but that's, but a, that's a very good. Yeah. Our generation has not generated the equivalent yeah. of uh, Jesus yeah. Martin Barbero or uh, Garcia Canclini. Yeah. Right or the Castel. So the Castells did most of his work in the states. Um, yeah, yeah. But but there's an opportunity, I, and, and I think it's a, it's a it's a an issue, a time issue. I think the more people uh, study abroad, the more people uh, uh, become part of this community in some ways or of this network of Chilean scholars. I mean. We just have a, a, a communication, a national communications association, uh, which is a very good, um, uh, a great space where where we are all seeing each other and, and uh, sharing our research. But it's a new space. I mean, it has I don't know less than ten years, something like that. I don't remember the exact date, but it's not very old, no. There's a lack of tradition in that way. I mean, we are building the field uh, in our country. Uh, uh, and I think we are all feel very lucky about that and, and very committed to, to, to do a great job. Um, and I think that's the next uh, step. Maybe, yeah, I'm very, uh, how do you say? Uh, I have lots of expectations about what Sebastian or Teresa or and Isabel Pavés and all of my colleagues will do when when they achieve uh, uh, I don't know become a, a professors no uh, because I think they will they will write their best uh, and they more uh, rooted articles in the Chilean. Uh, context or maybe they will theorize about Chile uh, or propose a historical perspective. I don't know. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about that. Very good. How, 
how has been the experience at your end of the reception of the work that you do, your colleagues in Chile, at like the international meetings, like the International Communication Association, IMCR, AR, um, and in general overseas, do you, what kind of experience have you had when, when the knowledge has circulated? Well, honestly, uh, I feel very lucky. I mean, it's like the, I feel like the Disney movies no? now, when, when the, the, they are like uh, celebrating being a Latin, uh, uh, Latin American in, in uh, the Latin, so how do you say the Latinidad? Latinidad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Latinidad. So, um, and, and, and you know what? After that, uh, and, and this is a, a, an issue I, I, I discovered like in the last three or four years. Uh, I, 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 it's interesting to be a Latin American scholar for, for European people and they are all talking now about the global south and, and we need to uh, invite people from other uh, countries, etc. But in the end, it's what do you offer no? uh, in terms of what's your contribution to the field? Uh, and that's that's challenging and that's amazing at the same time. Uh, because I, in my case, I've been very lucky to connect with other people that are really interested in what you, you are doing uh, and what you are uh, uh, finding and what you're uh, theorizing. Uh, and, and I don't know, I think contacting Brooke Duffy, Samuel Gulli, um, Anier Rocamora, uh, Elizabeth Wiesinger, people from David Craig, uh, 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 Angel Christine, people that are very interested in, in, in the work I'm doing, for instance, because we're studying the same issues uh, and there's no any kind of distance or barrier. That it's like, what do you have to offer? I mean, let me, if it's interesting, let's do something together. I mean, there's a collaborative kind of way of thinking uh, that personally I was, I, I always trying to um, create. Like, can we do something together? Uh, uh, do you want to uh, compare your results with my results uh, independently if you can, because you have lots of work? Let's try to discuss these results and maybe organize a panel, go to a conference. Uh, and I've been very lucky to, to meet these people and, and having that opportunity. Uh, maybe it's, uh, I never experienced uh, uh, um, uh, uh, a rejection uh, immediately, like, uh, well, desk rejections and journal <laughs> rejections always, but, but when you reach to that people and you want to share ideas uh, and to think together, yeah.
I found very, very uh, nice people and they always want to collaborate. All right. So, so Arturo, if you had magical powers and could be granted one wish about how you'd like the field of communication and media studies to change, what would you wish for? I, I would wish to, to, I would wish to, to don't forget that we are individuals dealing with values, uh, misconceptions of the world, uh, sensibility, um, uh, rational ways of thinking, uh, emotional ways of thinking and doing, uh, and not only focusing on, on, on the latest technology, latest uh, uh, discover uh, and, and, and this futuristic idea of, um, uh, of communication, no? Um, and also trying to, to, to continue exploring the, the particularities of cultures. You know? uh, I think sometimes we forget about culture in, in understanding culture as the way people make sense of themselves you know? and, and share with others. You know? um, their their worlds so uh, that that's an opportunity to think in terms of um, uh, in terms of the field you no know, with with connecting to each other and, and try to learn something new about our behavior okay thank you very very much my friend this has been Truly fascinating conversation. Thank you uh, to our listeners for staying with us to the end. And I invite everybody to join us for the next episode of El Café Latinx. Thank you again, Arturo. Thank you. Bye, Pablo. El Café Latinx is a production of the Center for Latinx Digital Media in the Department of Communication Studies at Northwestern University. I am Pablo Wojcikowski, your host, and I'm joined by executive producer Mora Matassi.